0: The wait is nearly over. The Buccaneers host the Dallas Cowboys this Thursday to kick off the NFL season. It's just days away now. We can taste it. But Dallas already down a key member of their offense. Is it just going to be a repeat of the last Super Bowl? Is Dak Prescott going to be playing the role of Patrick Mahomes in running for his life the entire game from that Bucs defense? Plus, the college football season was in full swing this weekend. Which NFL draft prospects? Is their stock on the rise? And whose stock is already dropping? I'm your host, Bo Brock, and this is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Yes, the NFL season is nearly upon us. What's going on? It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Daily host of Lockdown Cardinals. Can Kyler Murray, can the Arizona Cardinals take the next step this season? We're talking about it on a daily basis. Check us out. We're actually doing our predictions episode later today live on YouTube. Hit us up, the Locked On Cardinals YouTube channel. Also hit up the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Subscribe for great daily content. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Network and follow me at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. So the NFL season kicks off this week, week one. Nearly upon us, Bucks host the Cowboys. We preview the season opener. Is it just going to be a repeat of the last Super Bowl? Is Dak Prescott going to be playing the role of Patrick Mahomes, constantly under pressure from that Bucks defense? We'll get into it. Landon McCool, locked on Cowboys. James Yarko from locked on Bucks, join us at the same time. And the college football season was in full swing this weekend. How did the top NFL draft prospects perform? Arguably, the top prospect. Already uh, staring down an injury, our guy Eric Crocker, who is going to be one of the new co-hosts of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. He's going to tell us which prospect's stock is on the rise and which is already plummeting after just one week of football. Some quick news and notes before we get into that and kind of a preview of week one. The Cowboys offensive lineman Zach Martin, he's out for the opener Thursday after a positive COVID test. Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder also tested positive. Got a few more days to work with. We'll see what Crowder's, um, if he's going to be available for Zach Wilson and crew in their first game together. The Titans did activate starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill from the COVID list. He should be good to go in the season opener from Nashville on Sunday against J.J. Watt and the Arizona Cardinals. Before we get into this full week one preview, I will tell you that Tom Brady, he had a couple Tom bombs. Before the weekend, he feels like the offense is getting uh, a big boost in the defense. It's its too tough to play defense these days. I'm paraphrasing. He also believes that COVID will play a bigger role this season. He said, quote, I actually think it's going to play more of a factor this year than last year, just because the way we're doing it now and what the stadium is going to look like and what the travel is going to look like and the people in the building and the fans Brady went on to say, quote, it's not like last year, although we're getting tested like last year. I definitely think guys are going to be out different points. We're just going to have to deal with that, close quote. I mean, as far as this week's concerned, yeah, we're already missing Zach Barton. We'll see what Jamison Crowder's uh, status is. But the opening week slate, it's it's awesome. We're going to see three of the five first-round quarterbacks and four, depending on how Kyle Shanahan deploys Trey Lance in the Niners game against Detroit. But top pick Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, they make their debuts on the road at Houston as the Texans will start to Rod Taylor. Zach Wilson and the Jets square off against uh, their former quarterback, Sam Darnold, in the Carolina Panthers. Mac Jones faces a tough test right out of the gates as the Pats host the Dolphins in Foxborough. And we'll see some familiar faces in new places. Matthew Stafford and the Rams host... (laughs) Andy Dalton for some reason, not Justin Fields in L.A. as the Rams host the Bears for Sunday Night Football. And then you've got some 2020 playoff teams squaring off in Week 1. It's Pittsburgh. They are on the road at Buffalo visiting Josh Allen. Seattle visiting Indy. Will Carson Wentz be ready to play? He was activated off the COVID list Now will his surgically repaired foot be good to go? And it's a rematch from the divisional round. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs play host to Baker Mayfield and the Browns. And you've got uh, Green Bay visiting the Big Easy to start their last dance as Jameis gets his first dance as Saints starter. How's that going to look? No more Drew Brees. And Justin Herbert's first opportunity to show that he's not a one-hit wonder. Just an unbelievable record-breaking rookie season season. He's got a tough first assignment against the Washington football team's absolutely just electric defense with, uh, of course, Chase Young and Teddy Bridgewater in the Broncos. He gets the first crack as starting quarterback of the Broncos. They visit Daniel Jones and that beefed-up Giants offense while Vegas will host Baltimore on Monday Night Football. The NFL season nearly upon us, kicking off Thursday night. Tampa Bay can Dak and Dallas go and upset the Bucs opening night. Or is dominance in the cards for Tom Brady and the Bucks this upcoming season? Landon McCool locked on Cowboys. James Yarko locked on Bucks, Joins us here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Football season's back. Let's Let's make the most of it. The best way to create your custom pool is runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Check them out today, and you'll get $10 off runyourpool.com slash locked on, or use your promo code locked on. To check at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete against each other. And the NFL season starts September 9th. Start today, runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Also, I gotta tell you about BetOnline.ag. The spread is already out for opening night seven and a half. We'll see which direction that moves. There's a key. Um, I guess subtraction from the Cowboys starting lineup but it's time of th- that's that time of year again we just had a great college football weekend and then the NFL kicks off this week bet online's your number one spot for all your pro and college football needs betting needs updated odds props contests including the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest with the world's largest 200 thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest open now at bet online head over to the website and you'll get a 100% welcome bonus with your sign up. They'll match you dollar for dollar and be sure to take advantage of opening night super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That's for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. And if bet online, the fastest easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, the NFL season officially kicks off Thursday night. Tampa, Tom Brady and the Bucs look to become the first repeat Super Bowl champion since, well, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots 17 years ago to help us kind of ramp up the excitement for opening week. Our guys from Locked On Bucks. it's James Yarko, it's Landon McCool. They're here ready to talk about this game. And Landon, you know, not to kind of slow things down with bad news for the boys, but I will start with you. Top offensive lineman Zach Martin ruled out already for testing positive for COVID-19. Is it naive to kind of think that Dak won't be running around like Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, or how can Dallas potentially protect their franchise signal caller without Martin?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it's it's been a very... uh uh, back and forth kind of feel for this 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 injury report already in week one and, you know we were actually waiting to see on sunday uh whether Lale collins would practice because uh, because he had been held out uh due to some some stinger issue we got great word that he's back and that connor williams our left guard is back and then only to turn around and find out that zach martin is now tested positive so he is uh he is actually in the protocol now um you know the only bright side here is that the Cowboys feel a lot more confident about their third uh, offensive guard than they do about their third offensive tackle. Outside of that, I mean, losing you know, potentially the best player on your team is is never a good thing. Um, I, I think that uh, it, it may not be quite to the situation that, that Mahomes was, was uh, experiencing in the Super Bowl because that was just outrageous. Uh, But it's, you know, look, in a game that uh, the Cowboys needed every single bit of talent uh, to be there to kind of match up with. I mean, obviously, what is a a Super Bowl winner that is coming back with all their starters? uh, It's it's a huge hit. There's just no way around it. Um, You know, offensive guard is uh, is is a position that can or cannot be uh, super, uh, you know, Indicating of how you're going to go and how the offensive line is going to go, depending on how the defensive interior of the opponent is and the defensive interior of the Bucks is frightening. So yeah. uh, I think for the Cowboys, they're they're uh, hopeful because, like I said, they like the guy that they uh, have as their backup there. They've been trying to figure out a way to either rotate him in as a starter or, or to figure out a way to make sure that he is the next guy on the field no matter what. And he's going to get a big test because, I mean, he's going to obviously be going up against Vita Vea and Ndamukongsu, and that's that's quite a test for a young player who's only had, I think, seven or eight starts.
0: It is it is nightmare fuel for any offensive line, let alone one that's going to be under man. Landon McCool, of course, at McCoolBCB on Twitter, locked on Cowboys co-host. James Yarko joins us as well, at jyarko underscore Bucks And James, uh, Tom Brady's been very candid this offseason, I imagine he's going to probably get a little tighter lips as the regular season kicks off here. Dropped a couple tom bombs saying football isn't taught well, and he had a bout with COVID after the big infamous Super Bowl parade, but Brady also said that this offense is light years from where it was last year. Is dominance kind of in the cards for this year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that started 7-5 and five and then went on that eight-game eight run to, to finish out the season?
2: I think it it certainly is. There's no question about it. You had Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski coming in last year with no true offseason, no preseason, kind of learning a very complex offense on the fly. You go back, I mean, and Bo, you know as well as anyone, you take a look at, at quarterbacks under Bruce Arians in their first year. They tend to struggle, and it's usually in their second year that they break out. Well, for the GOAT, it took a half of a year, and then he broke out in the second half um on top of that you have antonio brown who has been there for the entire offseason he's been there for training camp he now has a better understanding of the offense rob gronkowski same thing he talked about recently that he understands the offense better so you have all of these guys back in the same system and oh by the way Tom Brady has a fully healed, surgically repaired MCL because that was torn when he was out there winning a Super Bowl for the Buccaneers. So, I, I the sky is the limit for this offense. I, I really don't know what else to say about it. They could, you know, very easily end up being the number one offense in the NFL, and with that additional game thrown in there, it would not shock me in the least if this team had three. 1,000 yard receivers Hmm. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown with how potent this offense really is going to be
0: The pro James Yarko leading me into my next question but I do have a little fun fact that between Carson Palmer and Jameis Winston their two first seasons are Bruce Arians 52 combined picks in their first Mm -hmm. seasons playing under Bruce Aarons. That's a lot of interceptions Tom Brady was able to kind of slow things down and put it together at the end of last season. So Landon, you starting off first, I mean, these offenses are absolutely stacked, even with Martin being out of the lineup on the offensive line. I mean, it's just a murderer's row, wide receivers. They could potentially have four guys go over 1,000 yards, if you include Zeke, potentially on the ground. Make the case for the Dallas Cowboys having the better receiving core over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: I mean, I think it's a tough case to make. I mean, yeah. I think you know it's they're, they're well. I mean, I think both groups have uh, an incredible trio. And and if you're going to talk about the best the best trios in football, I mean, I think we're we're ta- we're looking at the the two groups. Um, I think for the Cowboys, uh, you know, I, I mean, if I'm making the case, maybe they're a little bit younger, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more upside there. I think Gallup is still developing. Um, Lamb is obviously uh, hasn't even even. Crack the surface yet, so we're going to see exactly what what he's going to be like this year. Uh, I expect him to quickly ascend to the top five uh, wide receivers in football. Uh, He's just that good. Um, And, you know, uh, uh, Cooper is Cooper. If he can stay healthy, I, I think he's maybe the best route runner in football. Um, he finds a way to get open, and 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 that's it's going to be even more difficult now because now I mean James talked about it without the the off season last year, without the ability to kind of uh, meet and have training camp properly, they really had to kind of regiment these wide receivers into their roles, and there wasn't a lot of moving around these guys, especially for Lamb. They basically just stuck Lamb in the slot and and let him run all his routes there. Uh, but the, now that they've had a training camp, they've had an opportunity to move these guys around a lot. We're going to see them deployed in different ways. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we kind of you mentioned the tight ends as well. I mean, we're talking about wide receivers, but uh, I think both of these groups have incredible tight end depth too. I, you know, I think uh, Dalton Schultz was a guy that was surprised a lot of people outside of the organization last year when Jarwin went down. Um, you know, I think he had 650 plus receiving yards. So you get Jarwin back and you've got Schultz and you've got Zeke and you've got Pollard. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about just number of skill players, uh, it it's it lines up similarly similarly to what the Bucks have, um, and but that's I don't know that that's enough to necessarily say that the the, the pass catching talent is quite on the same level as where the Bucks are. I think the Cowboys have the potential to be as good, if not better, than the Bucks, uh, but that's not the same thing as being as good as mm. uh, or being as talented right now as where the Bucks are.
0: James, you want to add to that?
2: I mean, yeah, I, I was ready to, to go to war for <laughs> for the trio in Tampa, but I, I, I think Landon nailed it. I mean, yep. we are talking about the two best trios in the NFL. I don't think there's any question about it. I still put Tampa Bay at one and Dallas at two. And like he said, you know, CeeDee Lamb hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can accomplish. Michael Gallup is one of my favorite receivers to watch in the NFL, and I think there's more potential that can come out of him. But if we're talking about right now today, You know, the Bucs have the only receiver in NFL history to have seven consecutive thousand yard seasons to start his career. They have probably the most elite route runner we have seen in the last decade plus in Antonio Brown. And Chris Godwin is a more talented receiver than both Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. So, you know, it's hard to tell what what he can still accomplish. Um, All three of these guys can move and line up anywhere on the field. It's, It's what makes tampa's offense so dangerous and and then of course the tight end both tight end rooms are, are absolutely phenomenal gronk Cameron braid oj howard on the tampa side so yeah i mean i i think we're seeing an incredible trio going for their second consecutive super bowl this year whereas we're seeing another trio in dallas that could be ascending to being one of the most prolific in the nfl over the course of the next five years
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I I completely agree with both of you guys. Uh, Pros, no doubt about it. Is there any matchup, and we'll start with Landon here, that uh, you're really looking at in this contest coming up Thursday night to kick off the season that's going to have you intrigued uh, to start the season?
1: Well, I mean, there's tons. I mean, you know, there's just so much talent on both of these offenses. Uh, You know, I think obviously where Dallas may be able to you know, kind of keep up with Tampa Bay talent wise on the offense. <laughs> the defense is a completely different story. Um, but, you know, Dallas is in a, is in a, a season of change and, and a new defensive coordinator, a whole bunch of new personnel. Um, you know, I, I, do I wish that their first test was against uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks and, and Tom Brady? I do not. Um, but I, I think I'm intrigued by uh, almost all of the defense against the Bucks because yeah. just because, I'm interested to see, you know, to throw them in the fire and see what they've got. I, I think it's going to be, you know, obviously last year for the Cowboys, the defense was an Achilles heel to, to put it kindly. Um, I think that there has been a ton of change uh, on this, that side of the ball. It's really hard to anticipate exactly what you're going to get from them. So, just getting a chance to kind of test themselves against a, again, not not ideal. That's, that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, but it gets, right. it gets a chance to, to test themselves against another offense uh, and kind of see what you have there. Uh, is going to be really interesting and, and kind of eye opening. <laughs> Hopefully, not too eye opening. Uh, and 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 I think that that's really what I'm looking for is seeing you know guys like Micah Parsons play their first snap, few snaps, and how the defense looks different. and just and how it's deployed differently versus last year. You know, we will. T- I'm sure we'll talk about all the 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 marquee matchups and in and, and, and all the you know, the wide receivers and all the the passing and and, and big numbers that's going to happen on offense. But uh, for me, I think. I, I'm just excited to see exactly what the difference is between last year and this year in this defense just because that's the spot where there's been the most change.
2: James, any matchup you're looking forward to most? I'm also looking on the defensive side of the ball, and it goes back to uh, Zach Martin not being available. I'm mm-hmm. looking to see... What kind of blitzes Todd Bowles dials up? And, and I actually just said on today's episode of Locked on Bucks podcast, I feel bad for Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. I really do. He he suffered one of the most gruesome injuries I can remember. And now he's having to go up against this pass rush without his best offensive lineman. I, I think it's a really tall task. And Landon, again, he laid it out perfectly. This is, uh you know, the interior of the Bucks defense is so good. Having to line up against Vita Vea and Indominic and Sue. Oh, by the way, Todd Bowles will also send Levante David and Devin White on blitzes. Oh, he'll send Antoine Winfield Jr. too. Oh, and the Bucs drafted Joe Tryon Shoinka with the 32nd pick, which he had no business being there. Yeah. And he'll probably get on the field with JPP and Shaq Barrett and have all three of them going after Dak Prescott. I'm really interested to see what kind of blitzes, what kind of coverages Todd Bowles decides to roll out with all these pieces and and having another year in the defense for someone like Antoine Winfield Jr., he could emerge as the best safety in the
0: league. I've got 160 million reasons why I'm not uh, feeling bad for Dak Prescott these days, but (laughs) uh, it's going to be a great matchup and you've got to be locked in, of course, to locked on Cowboys, locked on Bucks all week. You guys even have a crossover episode coming up later this week where you guys are going to really mix it up and dive in on this. Can't wait for that. It's running it back versus the bounce back with these two teams. Can't wait for it, guys. Enjoy it Thursday night. Thanks for joining us here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast.
2: All right. Thank you. Thanks so much.
0: It was the college football season kicking off this past weekend and a ton of NFL prospects made their season debuts. Eric Crocker, a big crocky from Lockdown NFL Draft. Of course, Locked On Niners. He's going to tell us whose stock is already rising and whose is falling. That's coming up here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love. Without the has- hassle, Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. DirecTV.com. that's where you're streaming and you're on demand. They come together just like tasty and nutritional come together with your Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it's just as healthy as it is delicious. Built Bar. Right now, you can save yourself some cash by going to Built.com and using the promo code LOCK15, and you can try which Built Bar you like the best. Coconut. Coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or salted caramel. There's a flavor just for you. 17 grams of muscle-packing protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 grams of net carbs. Go to the website, built.com Use the promo code LOCKED15 to save yourself some cash at built.com That's LOCKED15. Bo Brock, hanging out with you here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Big thanks for everybody tuning in. And it it's finally upon us. Like the NFL Season starts on Thursday. we got a full slate of games, of course, on Sunday, including, you know, you've got the Niners coming back. They're looking to bounce back strong after being just completely ravaged by COVID and injuries. One of the new co-hosts of Lockdown 49ers podcast, and new co-host of the upcoming revamped Lockdown NFL Draft. Our guy Eric Crocker is going to join us here right now, here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. Eric, thanks for joining us, man. I want to talk some NFL draft. Thanks for coming on.
3: Oh, man, thanks for having me. And I'm excited to to get into the draft and, and really learn more about a lot of these prospects. You know, I, I, I understand the evaluation aspect of it. But now, you know, I have to be ahead of the curve on a lot of these prospects. So that's going to be something that's really exciting to uh, dive into.
0: Absolutely. Just like me, uh, draft fiend. I'm always thinking about it. I'm always watching the games, usually on Saturdays, with kind of a thought of, can these guys play on Sundays? Can they play on the next level? And we're going to see the recent rookie crop this week. But this past weekend, especially looking at the quarterbacks, it was a very interesting class last year because you had what was it? Uh, was it five quarterbacks in the first round? And you have uh, this year. It's a little less. I don't know. There's a little less uh, prospects in this group. And one of the guys I'm kind of down on. I don't know. Can you spin it? Can you tell me why I shouldn't be down on Spencer Rattler?
3: Well, you know, he's an intriguing prospect. I remember watching him on QBU and just watching him and kind of how he dealt with that whole thing. It was a little interesting. And Mm -hmm. I was like, "Uh, comes off a little. I I don't want to choose the wrong words here, but a guy I probably wouldn't like to hang out with (laughs) too much. Yeah. And, you know, he not the most humble, right? uh,
0: Not the the most humble, right?
3: Yeah, you know, and <laughs> I get it. You know, you're coming up, you have all you have all these ta- this talent. You know, you got the girls, you know, you're the man. And mm-hmm. sometimes, I don't want to say you can just get to your head, but, you know, you kind of just take on that persona. And it seemed like he did that on QBU. Now he's at Oklahoma, and I would say – he has taken on that persona on the field in a sense of feeling like he can get away with whatever he wants yeah. out there. And we saw early on his second pass of the game in, ended up being intercepted against a, a two lane defensive back. And that was something where I think we've seen that consistently where his decision making is really up and down more mm-hmm. so than you would like out of your uh, a top prospect, a guy that people have as a front runner for the Heisman Trophy Award.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, he certainly seems to kind of, it, it takes him kind of, Getting a boot put up his butt, you know, to really kind of wake up and then may take care of the football. He was able to kind of remedy those, those uh, turnover problems that plagued him early last season. Only just seven picks to end up. I want to take a look at this. So I had a couple of risers and fallers that I watched over the weekend, and I had Rattler on there. Let's take a look at, uh, you know, Sam Howell, North Carolina, went 17 for 32, 208, a touchdown, and three picks against Virginia Tech. Now, Virginia Tech always runs out. Some big-time cornerbacks, but three picks yep. from a guy that's supposed to be one of the top cornerback quarterbacks off the board. What did you see from Hal? I didn't see too much. Nothing special, that's for sure.
3: No, I definitely didn't. But, you know, sometimes with this offense that he's in, with that officer coordinator, same guy who was over there at Ole Miss, it seems like he doesn't really help his quarterback a whole lot. I think okay. a lot of it had been just the talent that really carried – that offense, when you look at him with Ole Miss, you know, there was D.K. Metcalf, they had A.J. Brown, they had Hodges, who was a terrific receiver in college as well. And then you go over last year and you have Domi Brown, you have Daz Newsome, you have the running back tandem in the backfield. And I felt like it masked a lot of deficiencies Hmm. within this offense. Like there there wasn't a lot with it. And then you see this game and now everybody's going to blame it on the fact, well, how, how has no help? And I think the biggest help that he's not getting is coming from his offensive coordinator, which really it's a very stale offense that's not helping the quarterback at all and really not asking a whole lot of them from, you know, making a throw standpoint. Yeah. And that was kind of a consistent theme throughout, really throughout uh, most of the college games that I watch.
0: You know, it's interesting with Rattler and, uh, and How they're both 6-1, not, you know, you know, the big, tall quarterbacks that stand out in the pocket. Is that going to be an issue if they can't be special making plays, you know, outside of the pocket?
3: Well, I mean, we see guys like Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And, you know, he's not the most mobile guy sure. at all. But he's mobile enough to make plays outside of the pocket. And I think these guys have that as well, especially like Rattler. Like, and I think, you know, him being at Oklahoma, you know, and, him being kind of that dynamic passer guy, I think people expect him to be a little bit more athletic than he actually is. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's definitely athletic enough to be able to move, make plays outside the pocket. Again, I think the biggest thing with him is going to be the decision-making uh process, especially if he's – I mean, he made that interception on the first drive. Mm-hmm. He had about six seconds setting up in the pocket and still threw it in the triple coverage and they ended up getting intercepted. Like That's what he needs to work on.
0: Okay, all right. Eric Crocker, Big Croc. He joins us here. Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Great follow there. Of course, you're going to listen to him every day on a daily basis. The Locked On NFL Draft podcast, Locked On Niners. Let's take a look at some risers from over the weekend. And this is according just to me. I thought uh, the interior defensive lineman Jordan Davis, Georgia's defensive line was absolutely just Unbelievable against Clemson, but Davis stood out. He had a sack. Then Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati, 20 for 25, 295, five total touchdowns. And I'm creating a stand club right now. Malik Willis, Liberty, the quarterback. Do you like Willis's game as much as I do, playing for the Flames?
3: Definitely. I mean, we talked about just a dynamic quarterback, and he is that. You know, he's small in stature. We're talking about a guy, I believe he was at Auburn uh, coming out and uh, transferred over to Liberty, but he has a big arm. He's accurate, makes plays with his legs. I think he's going to bring that ability. And I mean, the tough thing is, I mean, he played against Campbell. Right. Yeah, and, and last I remember, in, I remember when I was coming out of high school, Campbell was an NAIA school. Yeah. I don't know if they're still NAIA, but <laughs> definitely a smaller division than uh, that of Liberty. So, I would like to see him do it against better competition. Last year, he ripped everybody apart. Sure. And I think that's what elevated him onto the stage. Now, can you be consistent in doing it that way? Especially now when the spotlight is on you, he has all the ability to do it. And I think he should be mentioned a little bit more in the top quarterbacks coming out. I think people, you know, they talk about some of these other guys, but he's near the top. If, you know, I mean, geez, I, I, especially if you judge off a lot of these performances that we just watched over the weekend, yeah. he should be, Getting there at the top,
0: yeah. No, I mean he's gonna be he's gonna have to do, have one of those Zach Wilson type performances, Trey Lance, where he's going against lesser competition, Josh Allen, because he only plays, I think, like Syracuse and then maybe one other team later in the season, where he's gonna really be able to prove against uh, maybe similar competition that he can that he can ball out a little bit. Let's let's wrap things up because uh, we we were talking off air and you made a very interesting point. Some teams are some players that had some their draft stock that kind of just stayed the same. Uh, I lost my slide, but they, they had, um, I thought that Chris Olive, of course, of Ohio State, he balled out. He had two touchdowns, and then you had Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end for Oregon. He had a sack, two tackles, but then he had to exit the game. He was wearing a walking boot at the end of Oregon's win over the weekend, and I thought, uh, could, could we have actually seen, they've got a big game against Ohio State coming up, but do you think we may have seen the end of Thibodeau playing in a Ducks uniform?
3: You know, a a few – there have been some trends going on over the last few years. And it it started with uh, Christian McCaffrey and – gosh, I don't know know why I'm blanking on Leonard Fournette sat out, didn't he? And Leonard Fournette. Yeah. So it started with Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette where they sat out the bowl games. And we, we didn't see that before. And then that just was a snowball effect into what it is now where guys, even if they're not even highly sought after draft picks, like they're still leaving and not playing in that game. And I was like, man, I remember thinking about it like, man, like, do these guys love football? And clearly they do, but they're thinking about their future. So, okay, I get it. Last year, you had the COVID season where it gave guys the option to either play or not play. And a lot of guys made the business decision to opt out. Mm -hmm. And for guys who were extremely talented, it did not hurt the draft uh, stock at all. All right. I mean, you're talking about. Jamar Chase, he still went number five overall. Some of the other guys that opted out, uh, Panay Sewell, Mm -hmm. he was still what? He was like the number seven overall pick in the the class. So obviously, people thought that they were these high caliber prospects and they didn't need to play a season. And you look at an injury like this to a guy, and even if it's not that serious, will he opt out almost like Nick Bosa did Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I'm not going to risk my draft stock anymore by maybe re-injuring this or going out there and not being 100%. And I think there's a chance that we've seen him play his last net down. Now, I think the bigger question is, will that be a trend, right? Like if there are guys that have these – they're just these really highly thought of prospects that potentially would go in the top five, Will those dudes just completely bypass playing their junior year of college just say, I'm not going to play – go train and get ready for the draft process. I think that's something that can actually happen. And if that happens, man, that's going to be curious. See how that changes the dynamics of guys playing college football. Sure. And it's not them just playing on
0: scholarships anymore. So we'll see, you know, if that changes it, the NIL, where guys are bringing in big money, if that maybe keeps them, you know, playing this season instead of doing exactly what you're saying as far as just going and preparing for the draft. I mean, what do they have to lose? I mean, Thibodeau himself, he racked up a sack. He looked every bit as the prospect that we believed him to be. What else does he have to prove at this point unless Oregon's going to compete for a championship? You know, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it, it's, it's right. going to be fascinating to watch. They almost lost to Fresno State. I, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, there were some uh, nail-biters, including Oklahoma and Spencer, Spencer Rattler, and some big upsets. Uh Eric Crocky, Big Crocky Crocker, of course, Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Make sure you're listening on a daily basis, Locked On Niners, and of course coming up soon, the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Can't wait for it. Eric, thanks so much, man. I appreciate your time.
3: Thanks for having me, man. Anytime.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Network, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and of course you're subscribed to our YouTube channel where there's great daily content coming at you. I, I, I tell you what, it, it's the only way that you're going to gear up for this NFL season. It's by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And, of course, check out our Locked On Ultimate NFL Preview. We're going division by division. That continues the next couple days. we got a new episode on the feed right now. Ross Jackson and Lucas Braun, they've got the latest news for you tomorrow from around the NFL. Plus, They're going to help you out with your fantasy football team. Always covering fantasy football on Tuesday here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. A week from today, I'm going to be back with you, and we're going to be recapping week one of the NFL season. You guys have a great rest of your Monday. Have an incredible week. I'll talk to you after all the week one action. And betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you'll get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts.